Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And we're honored to be with you on this crazy journey. Doesn't it seem like at times it's a bit crazy out there, folks? Well, we promised in this series, in this series that we're in, that we would get to the things that will make you go crazy. And we've been addressing those week after week. If you're just tuning in, hey, you're in the middle of probably our longest series that we've ever done called the crazy eight. And these are the crazy eight capacity blocks, the things that are blocking you from growing and reaching your next level, your full potential as a business and a practice. This is, I believe we're in seven, Dr. Steven, this is number seven. And we're going to, we're going to do uh seven this week, eight next week. So if you haven't listened to these previous episodes, I encourage you to go back and listen to what they are. The crazy eight, the capacity blocks, we did philosophical block and mental block, the logistical block, the physical plant block, the personnel block, the operational block. This week, we're going to hit on the functional block. You know, in chiropractic, we always talk about function, right? That's the, the thing that sets us apart. That's what we focus on as practitioners. We, we deal with function, the function of someone's body, the function of someone's health. Today, we're going to talk about the function of your business and where might be the blocks. Where could be, there be a capacity block in your practice right now? And we're going to look through the, the lens of a functional state, the functional state of your practice, the state of health or disease, function or dysfunction of your practice. Dr. Steven, looking forward to digging in with you. Yeah, man, this is all about skills, right? So, you know, we want to create highly functional chiropractors, right? So highly functional chiropractic teams, highly functional chiropractic businesses, which means we are going to be skill building, right? So this is this this is a great conversation because it comes down to the skills of you as an individual and your the skills of your team. Um, as we get into this, I want you to remember a premise in the chiropractic uh, in in the remarkable practice is that um, you don't have to be awesome at everything, doc. You have got to build a team that's awesome at everything, right? So I just want you to take a breath through this entire conversation, recognize. You know, in order to be an awesome chiropractic practice, dare I say, a remarkable practice, a remarkable business, you've got to have a lot of skills, right? So the skills across many domains, we're going to hit on that today. It's like the question is, is not if you have a uh, functional capacity block, but where do you have a fun functional and in how many places really do I have a functional capacity block, block which I personally, I would find exciting because uh, man, uh, it would suck if you felt like you were doing awesome at absolutely everything and not growing <laughs> and not, and you didn't have the practice or the business of your dreams, right? So this is super encouraging because we know, you know, ultimately you don't have to be awesome at everything. You just have to suck a lot less at a lot of different things. <laughs> right? So, you know, ultimately this is about building skills and we're going to look across really the four, um, what, we, what we consider the four-legged stool of running a successful chiropractic business. Everybody knows the three-legged stool of the art, science, and philosophy of being a chiropractor, but there's a fourth leg to that story. It's business acumen, right? So we're going to talk about the skills that are associated with the art of chiropractic, the science of chiropractic, the philosophy of chiropractic, and the business acumen of chiropractic. Dr. Pete, I love skill building. I love training 
because I, I feel like we're in the business of saving lives. And when business is good, everybody wins. Let's train like it. Yeah, this is such a powerful uh, discussion to have about skills. We talk about, you know, A players. I go right back to A players. You, you want to have the person that shares your, your vision, it has the heart that you have the same heart on the mission. Number two is they have talent, right? Talent's God given, but they've got the talent. The third one is the skill. And that's a variable that's influenceable. Like you can influence that. And I think one of the, one subluxation that can happen is you can get the right person, right? On a team, you can have even, even the right, uh, put them in the right place. Uh, but if you don't have the, them trained, right? If they're not properly trained they're not properly onboarded, properly being trained and developed, that's where things can go awry. And you realize that you can bring in an A-level town, you can have A-level people, but if you don't have the A-level systems, A-level training, you don't have that to support it. This is where the issue comes in. So you can have the talent, you can have the heart, but the skills, skills need to be developed. And just because you had skills in another industry, when you come to the chiropractic space, it's a very unique skill set. And I liked how you said that, that you don't have to be awesome at everything, but you need to have a team that's awesome at everything. And there's a lot of things to be awesome at if you want to have a remarkable practice. So we recognize this and there's a lot of layers to this. So obviously we can't get into every single skill set. We're not going to get into it all today, but I think we're going to hit on the things that are, you know, from a business acumen perspective, you have to have, we're really talking about Dr. Steven, the day-to-day -day function. What does it look like to day in and day out consistently do the things well that we need to be doing well to run a remarkable practice? It's not about having this big kind of like breakthrough. Oftentimes it's honestly, a lot of it's about, Hey, we're doing the fundamentals consistently. Well, that's what we do really, really well. We've got people in positions that are trained, that are developed, that are equipped, that are accountable to doing the specific job that requires specific skill sets consistently well. That's really what it comes down to. If we can do that repeatedly well, as we grow and we expand, you know, we, we, we can continue to grow successfully. So my, my focus here is, again, you don't have to be also at everything. Remarkable CEOs, the owner operator thinks that they do. And there might've been a season in your practice, your career, maybe you're there now and you're transitioning where you're like, up to this point, it's kind of a lot been, of it, it's a lot been about me. Well, we're going to help you remove some interference. We're going to do some adjustments today. And so you can start to understand that for you truly to become the CEO, to have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one to do remarkable. It's all about the skills. It's about the functions and it's all about your team. Right. So Dr. Steven, we've identified there's really four areas four legs of that stool to running a remarkable practice. Number one is the art. Again, we talk about this in, in chiropractic. Number two is the, the science, right? Number three is the philosophy. Number four is business acumen. Yep. That's the one that's missing. We don't get that one. So let's, let's, let's unpack this. Let's look at all four of these a, as we get rolling here. So I think, I think inside of the frame of the four legged stool, I think, you know, two of the, two of the legs really um, are where I think we should take this conversation when it comes to skills, right? so, because the philosophy, philosophy, tells us why we have to build our skills, right? So our philosophy is what drives us to build our skills because we know we're trying to make a bigger impact, not just a bigger income, right? So the, the science tells us what we need to build skills around, right? So it's like, these are the things that are effective. So the science of being a chiropractor and being a business owner, that science reveals what you should be building uh, your skills around. Art is a really important one, I think. And, and then of course, business acumen. So I, I really want to start with the art, right? Because ultimately this is like how we deliver value, right? So the art of being a chiropractor, right? So there's the art of doing a great consultation. There's the art of doing a great analysis and an examination. And then of course, there's the art of 
delivering the healthcare, right? And all of those, when you hear art, you hear skills, right? So docs, I mean, um, let's have a frank conversation here. It's like, are your skills getting in the way of you building your practice or making a bigger impact, right? So, and it could be direct or indirect. Like if you don't have confidence in your skills and your, your ability to deliver any of the above, what I just listed, that's going to undermine your certainty. That's going to undermine your attraction, right? So it's like, these things are, they'll get you coming and going. So doc, we're just coming, coming along right now. We're just turning the lights on at the dance. And we're saying, is there a functional capacity block in your practice is based on your skills as a chiropractor. And it's okay if it is, it's not okay if you don't address it. it it's, it's okay if it is, if you say to yourself, man, you know what? I was never really taught how to do a really compelling and, and effective and useful consultation process. It's like, that's it. That's something that we can teach you how to do. It's outside of the scope of this conversation, but Dr. P that consultation is everything, right? To be able to create an empathetic connection, to build trust and to get a person, you know, to feel like they're in the right place so that they'll actually become available, hear the truth and move forward with your care. Right. So that's a skill, right? And that's a skill of course, that we unpack in depth in the remarkable practice systems, right. Of conversion. Right. And, but then there's the skill of delivering an analysis, Right. So everything from the complete examination to your, you know, chiropractic analysis. So, you know, as a gondroid, I mean, my analysis was everything, you know, it's how to scope a patient, how to motion palpate a patient, how to static palpation, how to take an x-ray, how to read it in an x-ray, how to extrapolate from a patient's consultation, what's going on with their case management, right? Putting all these things together, that's a skill set. And it's a skill set that fed my conviction, right? And it's conviction that drives your conversions, right? So that's a skill that, you know, maybe that's the skill that's getting in your way, or maybe it's the delivery of the care itself. Maybe um, you weren't blessed to go to a school that really focused on the, the actual delivery of chiropractic, the specific chiropractic adjustments. You know, I grew up at Life University, and I mean, I grew up at Life University, right? This is where I had Grostick teaching me upper cervical, right? So, you know, where, where I had Fred Barge teaching me my philosophy, I, you know, my, I was at Mount Horb with the Cox brothers 17 times teaching me how to set a fifth lumbar on a knee chest table, right? So, I mean, I had legends teaching me how to read an x-ray and how to adjust, right? So steeped in the, how do I deliver the art of chiropractic, the actual adjusting itself, Dr. Pete, when we talk about skills, man, we could talk for hours on, you know, maybe this is a capacity block in your practice, you know, so we need to uh, unearth that. We need to shine a light on that and recognize, hey, you know what, we're coming to a brand new year in 2022. Maybe what Franson just listed there, there was two or three things that I need to build my skills and remove that capacity block from my getting to the next level of service and impact in my community. Here's a few words from our newest podcast sponsors. We're grateful for their support of the show. Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Cairo Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. And now let's jump right back into our conversation. 
You know, there's so many things we could talk about, Doc. My brain is literally going in so many different directions and in a good way, like like you said. I mean, this is, the sky is the limit as far as skill sets and where we need to work. A couple of things are coming to my mind. Number one is the practice success scores that we do every uh, immersion and, and why we recommend that on a regular basis, every quarter you're doing these at a minimum, you're looking at your practice and you're looking through the four domains of your practice and saying, hey, there's 25 we've identified 25 areas in the area just of attraction where we need to have skills. Yeah. We need to master it. These, and we are rank ourselves. these are the best practices. Yeah. These are the vital nutrients, right? So, you know, and think about that. That's 25 just for attraction. Then we've got another 25 for conversion, 25 retention, 25 for your team. You're talking about a hundred qualities, attributes where we wanted, those are all skills, attributes of a business where we want to make sure we're functioning at four and five which would be full, full potential, right? We're, we're at our, we're really nailing it. And that doesn't mean you've arrived and you're good. It means well, now we actually might hit our potential, which will then stretch us to grow to the next level, right? So you don't even get to go to the next level until you hit four and five. And then when you hit there, then now things change again and you re redo the thing and like, well, to go to the next level, we have to, we need to level up our skills, right? So a couple of things that come to my mind, Dr. Steven, which is as a CEO, one of the things we talk about is your responsibility is you lead the business, Right. And part of leading the business is your eyes are on your people and your eyes are on your development of your people and you're continually up leveling up of your people and their performance and their abilities. Right. So as a great leader of an organization, you're constantly thinking about your team. You're envisioning what's important now, what's important next, what's important ultimately. And one of the things you have to keep an eye on as a CEO is who are the people that are on my team? What seat are they in, in the bus? Is that the right seat? Are they doing the right work the right way? And who do they need to become? Meaning where we're going next in the next iteration, two iterations of our company and organization, where do they belong? Like, where does that make sense to them for them to fit? What, where is it going to be best used? And what are the skill sets that they would need? So how can I help develop those skills in that person as we continue to go and grow? That's the whole concept of as a CEO, you're thinking in three frames of time now, next, and ultimately, and you have to live in that space. And so as you analyze and assess your business as it's for three, no, excuse me, four domains, I'm thinking four legs, four domains, all these things. You're looking at also this concept of competency, Dr. Stephen, which I know we're going to unpack this in a minute, but we need to really be thinking through this, guys. So break out your practice success scores. Look at what you guys have rated as far as this last year in 2021. If you're listening to this, when it's, when it's being released real time, Look at this year, reflect on this year, assess how are we functioning this year in the four domains? What did we say after we went to the immersion in January? What did we say after the April immersion? What did we say after the June immersion? What did we say after the October immersion? You know, where did we say we were doing? How are we doing now? Let's do an assessment of the skills, the functions in the business and saying, where do we need to increase our skills? You gave two or three examples and all of them, I was like, yep, we probably could get better at all three of those. Well, if we gave you 10 examples, you'd be like, I think we could get better at all 10, right? So the question isn't where you can get better. Cause like you said, it's, it's not a, do we have a, uh, a functional block? It's where do we have a functional block? But as a CEO where we need discernment and wisdom is where do we need to focus right now? What's the most important area for us to focus from a functional perspective that's going to help us move our business forward to the next level. That's the area where you need to hone in as a team. And as a CEO, looking across the domains, looking across all divisions of your company, looking at all the players on your team, where does each person, where does we, each area need to focus skill set development so that we get better across all four? So we're not having the three spinning plates and we are crashing to the ground. 
but we've we've got things continually improving. Dr. Steven, this is this is the essence of the CEO program, I think, in many ways, right? The CEO, the COO, the org chart, the accountability chart, the accountability grid, all these things we've been talking about in this series really comes to head when it comes to the analyzing of our function, our capacity, and where the blocks might be. Yeah, I love that you framed the business acumen, the fourth leg of the four-legged stool, um, using um, the success score analysis, which is part of our clinicoscopy process, right? So where we look at a practice and we discern, you know, how is this business operating, right? So do they, from a functional perspective, do they have these components in place across the four domains of attraction or marketing, conversion or sales, retention or value uh, creation and delivery of value? And then of course, team building, right? So we look across those four domains and say, are these elements in place? Right. And we identified 25, what we would consider essential nutrients, right? So these things have to be in place. If they're not in place, you have a deficiency, right? So we look across them and we say, are they in place? Check. And then it's, if they are in place, grade yourself on a scale of zero to five, like where are you as far as are they optimized? So this is really an optimization question, right? So your first thing to ask yourself is across those four domains, you have 25 essential nutrients in each of the four domains, that's a hundred essential nutrients, right? And you look and be like, okay, now I'm going to audit my practice and say, is it in place? Yes or no. If it is in place, then grade it. How, is it optimized? Five being genius, zero being hopeless, right? So grade yourself. And that's a way for you to look and be like, oh man, we could really just skill up in so many places. Honestly, there's probably going to be anywhere from 50 to 80 of these things are like, oh my gosh, there's so much room for improvement here. And again, we want you to find that to be encouraging, right? Because remember, this is all about how, how do I reduce the capacity blocks? In other words, how do I increase the capacity of my practice? And it's probably not just one thing. And the beauty of this is most of these things are compounding. They're not just, you know, additive, they're, they're multiplicative, right? So especially if you go further upstream in the patient's process, imagine fixing your attraction with new patient um, lead generation, man, you fix that and how that changes all of the metrics downstream, right? And in a major way, right? It's a geometric increase, right? You improve, improve your conversion percentages. All of a sudden you're dealing with more active patients to, to take good care of. And that of course has a compound effect downstream. So I want this to be encouraging guys, the further upstream you go, the bigger impact you make, but every single improvement counts towards the whole, right? So Dr. Pete, my, you know, the takeaway message for me, for everybody on this is to recognize that this is a fitness issue, right? It's all about getting better and better and better. You don't arrive, right? So we're always trying to kick the fences back and build our skills so we can build our business, right? If we build our business, we build our impact. So, you know, I love the expression, uh, there are four, the, the, or the, the teaching construct of the four stages of competency, or the, otherwise known as the master's learning curve, right? So the four stages of competency are, you know, the first stage is subconscious incompetence, where you don't know you suck, right? You have no awareness whatsoever, right? So then you move into this stage of conscious incompetency where at least you know you suck, right? So, and then you move from this conscious incompetency to the next stage, which is conscious competency where you can do it, but you have to think about it to do it, 
And you have to think about it to do it right or do it well, right? And then there's the final and the fourth stage uh, of this master's learning curve, which is where you move into subconscious competency, where you don't even have to think about it. You can do it and you can do it well, right? It's just part of you. It's just part of your nervous system. And that's where you gain mastery, right? So I love this ascension, Dr. Pete, as somebody who's passionate about training, training and developing myself and others, right? I just, I've, I've, I've just always admired this trajectory and how people can just get so much better over time if they're consistent and they do the work over time, man, and how the implications of this for their life and for their business is just extraordinary. But I will say this one thing is in my experience, so many chiropractors get stuck or their teams get stuck vacillating between this conscious incompetency and conscious competency, the second and third stage of this master's learning curve, where they vacillate between those and they don't push through to get to that last stage where they actually achieve mastery, where they own it, right? Which is nice when you own it, you know, it's just part of your nervous system. This is who you are. This is how you behave. This is what you do. So I'm just going to encourage everybody. Here we are. End of your energy. Do this audit of your practice. Get a good sense of, you know, where are we right now as we look across attraction, conversion, retention, team building, do the work, do, you know, do your audit, look at yourself and say, where can we build our skills and lean in, right? And say in 2020, man, this is where we're going to take our skill sets from simply being competent to being masters and watch what happens to the capacity of your practice. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, What the world needs now is chiropractic, and what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.